0: When the world has got you down
1: Alzheimer's sucks. It's an equal opportunity disease that chips away at everything we hold dear. And to date, there's no cure. So until there is, we continue to fight with the most powerful tool in our arsenal. Love. This is Love Conquers Alls. A real and really positive podcast that takes a deep dive into everything Alzheimer's. The good, the bad, and everything in between. And now, here are your hosts, Susie Singer Carter and me, Don Priest.
0: Hello, everybody. I'm Susie Singer Carter.
1: And I'm Don Priest, and this is Love Conquers Alls. Hello, Susan.
0: Happy Merry Christmas, Happy holidays and seasons greetings, everybody.
1: <laughs> All those things. although by the time they're listening to All this, it's probably going to be the past. and so we hope everyone it's had okay. an amazing holiday. yeah. But uh, it's good, and uh, it, yeah.
0: You so might be listening. to your... this Two years later, who cares?
1: <laughs> exactly. This may be listened <laughs> to next Christmas. Who knows? Uh, That's right. That's so...
0: right. So first of all, I got to visit my mom yesterday.
1: Yes. and bring the baby, and it yeah. was
0: so it was so lovely. It was beautiful outside, and she was so happy, and she got a chance to, to interact with Eden, and um, it was just a joy. And it, it put awesome. a little spring in my step.
1: Yeah, I yep. mean, I, I saw the pictures and the videos, and she just looked. She looked at peace, and she looked just, just happy, and just happy. so.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, because she was just surrounded by you know everyone that makes her happy. You know, your two daughters, you, the baby. What more could she ask for? Unless girls, I was there, she could have asked for. The, she could have asked for true. that, but you know. <laughs> but if you uh, were there, no, that, always, she
0: wouldn't wh- see us. <laughs>
1: That's true. <laughs> if you were the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she would have been doing it's that, uh, you know, that little thing she does. <laughs> but yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, but but it, that that's that's like, you know, in a, in a time where we're giving gifts and getting gifts, there ain't right? no better one than that that's one. That's my gift. Absolutely. True that. And we have a gift and today. We have a got, great gift today. We have yes. we just have a little
0: bit of some good news. Um, we have a, another podcast in case anybody's not heard us plug this a million times, but uh, our our other podcast, which is a scripted comedy horror called "I Love Lucifer," it's uh, it's a, a a hoot, and uh, we just were made it finals in four different categories for the Audio Verse Awards, the AVA Awards, and we're very proud, and we're in good company, and. It's our first time doing a scripted podcast, so we feel very blessed, and and uh, so another another unexpected gift, and we're very proud. So thank you to everybody that already voted for us and have been listening, and if you haven't listened, please try it out. You'll enjoy it. It's fun. It's wackadoo, and um, and it's also uh, very sweet. Yeah, it, and it's on all the, the major, major platforms. Horror.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what some we got a review that said Susie puts the heart in horror. And she puts the heart in everything. That's why there's a big heart in our logo. Is that why? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So well, she puts the yeah, heart in I logos. I like it. I like hearts. <laughs> yeah, I was
0: the girl in junior and high that, have... put, that put a heart over her eyes.
1: <laughs> what do you mean just in junior high? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whatever. So guess what? We have our very first part two of a guest.
1: Exactly. There's a reason. It's not just because we like him. There's a reason behind it. While well, our guest today may look familiar to some of you because this is his second appearance on Love Conquers Alls, Tony Copeland Parker and, and his partner Catherine Pop have had a long passion for endurance running and travel. And they weren't about to let Catherine's diagnosis of early onset Alzheimer's nor his heart valve replacement surgery in 2014 take them off course. Following Catherine's diagnosis at age 53, they retired, sold their house, and set off on a journey of running in marathons around the globe. And now he has chronicled their incredible experiences in a new book, Running All Over the World, Our Race Against Early Onset Alzheimer's. And we are so lucky to have both of them on today with us. So say hello to Tony Copeland Parker and Catherine Pop. Hello.
0: Hi. Hello, how are you doing?
2: We're so... Glad to be here with you
1: too. We are thrilled Aww. to have you. We're so
0: happy to have you, both of you, Cat and oh. and Tony. Who Tony's one of our favorite people. I've got to know through through doing this podcast, which we've got to meet some amazing people. But Tony is is yeah. is one of the special ones, and, and is Cat his oh, yeah. uh, his life partner that we just is just amazing and uh, inspirational. And uh adorable. Let's <laughs> just call it what it is, you know. Absolutely. And I don't know, but we both got the memo to wear red shirts today, so <laughs> uh, And
1: Tony and I got the black shirts and
2: I didn't even notice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, listen,
0: oh my goodness. Yeah, we're like a we're like JC Penny's ad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, I, haven't, uh, I haven't. I haven't been.
1: Yeah.
2: Except for yeah, yours has Christmas and hers has a racing. Ooh. Like I Carmel,
1: know. Uh, half marathon we ran. Yeah. yeah both yeah. of you have marathon that's, shirts on. We do not. <laughs> yes, we do. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah. One day I will. One day yeah. I will. Because you are inspiring the hell out of me. I. I just All want right. to say. I, yeah. I. I finished reading, or listening rather, to uh, Anthony's book. Tony. Let me say that, <laughs> Tony. I like Anthony though too, because it's fancy. Um, you know, I just I got I got an opportunity to hear listen to the whole book and it is such a trip, pardon the pun, because it's it's not an Alzheimer's book, it's not it's not a book about running, it's not a book about travel, it's a book about all of that in one and a book about yeah. like two great people. And so it, it, really, it really is a genre in its own, and I was so surprised and, and delighted by it because I got to travel to so many cities, and Tony, you have an amazing, amazing ability yeah. to recount interesting details, but minutiae. And the food was delicious. Most, yeah, the food yeah. was delightful. And the
1: food. <laughs> it was... <laughs> <laughs> I gained 11 pounds reading this book. Yeah. Well, you're supposed to do the oh. things that I suggest, Todd. I probably should have done the running, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot yeah, yeah. about that part.
0: Yeah. Okay. I just want to frame the book a little for our listeners, because I want to also say that If you've ever wanted to run a marathon or thought about it, read this book because you will be inspired to at least try it once. I am. I will. And I'm going to. And, um, you know, I did a lot of... Yeah, I am. I did a lot of research for a film that I I adapted from a book called Plain Jane. And it's about a woman running the New Jersey Marathon. And it's really... You know, I had to really immerse myself in that in that world of marathons because I've never done it, although I am athletic and um but boy, I wish I would have read your book before I wrote my my script and um, oh. it really it really it really is fascinating what you guys do, and especially yeah. serial runners like you both are it's it's incredible yeah. and um and then mm-hmm. on top of it. You you weave in and out of your journey, not you know around the world, yeah. w- running, and then also with each other, as you both deal with yeah. your early onset Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. and that, yeah. and it's uh, it's it's pretty it's 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 wildly inspirational, and. Um, I don't know I don't know anybody who could walk, who could read this book Thank and you. just go Oh yeah, you are. Both of you. Both of you are just shining examples of the best way to live your life with a diagnosis mm-hmm. like this or any diagnosis. Like, you know, I'm going to shut up, but Tony, you, can you first tell me how 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 the hell are you today?
2: We're doing pretty good, actually. Um I want to talk about for a second here uh, a phrase I coined in the book which is called our new best friends and I want to talk about an example of how we can travel anywhere and run into someone that we had met through our travels previously and you and Don are an example because we came out to the west coast. A couple of weeks ago or actually probably two months ago now and uh, we were able to get together and have lunch yeah and that was a really good thing for us to be able to associate something that we had done with someone before and then come up to the northwest coast to meet up with you so that was a great really was (laughs) and and as you remember I was begging to get back on your lovely podcast because you all were one of the first podcasts that i had done after i sold my book and uh i wanted to come back and uh to thank you for getting me started on this journey down Mm -hmm. through podcast life and then also to mention to you about uh your other podcast And the fact that uh-huh. we're going to vote, yes, and we love listening to it, and Kat loves it and laughs all the way through it, <laughs> even when the screening is out of control. Right. So, yeah, uh, uh, we have a lot of you. fun listening to it. So, <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Sure thank you. Uh,
0: <laughs> uh, this is a love fest, thank you. Yes, and it also- is. I wanted to also congratulate you on, on the being listed number three of the best uh-huh. books on dementia on, uh, right. on beingpatient.com, which is a, uh-huh. which is a highly respected mm-hmm. uh, uh, portal for mm-hmm. our community. And so I think that's really incredible that you so quickly got the recognition that you deserve.
2: Thank you I was overjoyed to see that come through here I did a Facebook live of being patient and uh, I enjoyed doing that and I've done mm, right. an Instagram live the other week and that was a lot of fun um, some people tell me I should start my own podcast but I don't want to uh, to go up against somebody.
1: So <laughs> oh you so would great. just enhance the world um, you would ha- enhance uh, this okay. whole space if you did so. Uh, it's important to, you know Yeah, but it would that, take
0: you away from it would,
1: Yeah, no, when done. could you do it? You could do it while you're while you're running. You could do it. Oh yeah, right <laughs> there.
0: Yeah. That would be a <laughs> whole new podcast. <laughs> you call it On the Run. Yep.
1: On the Run. <laughs> right. On the
0: Run. Very, on right. the Run with Tony and Cat.
1: Tony and Cat,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. 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 So people I, would think that we
2: were escape convicts <laughs> or something. I
0: know, I know. Yeah. It's which like,
2: is, <laughs> which is something else is because people ask us all the time about you know our travels and why we do it and what's going mm. on and all that and I, and some folks that I don't really right. care for that much when they ask that okay. question I say that we are. Uh, or exactly. a uh, protected list, yeah. and that's why we move around so much. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually,
0: that's actually that's actually a perfect setup for a podcast, because you know, right. true crime is is number one in podcast land. So you oh, guys would I'm do bad. well with with a double entendre like that. <laughs> Right there,
2: you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I can't help it. I'm a creator.
2: So you're, so you're, you're the full, you're full of ideas that do to produce.
1: Exactly. I am just. That's right. I'm just the meat. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) She's the potatoes. (laughs) Oh boy. Okay. We're going off the rails here. So where were we? (laughs) Um, I, you know, for for those for those of our listeners who have not seen your other uh your other visit to us you know maybe you could just give a very brief just background mm. on what you've been doing you know where where it started and and your your journey like you
2: stated <laughs> back in 2014 I had open heart surgery I had a leaky aortic valve yeah that had to be replaced and unfortunately yeah that went well fortunately but unfortunately around the same time we were Learned that Catherine you had made space early onset gave- Alzheimer's. That's when the diagnosis came through after extensive testing with neurologists and all. So, with that, I decided that we were going to both retire and we sold our home. And we did not intentionally become nomads. Uh But as Uh we refer to ourselves as Goldilocks, Mm -hmm. we kind of looked around from place to place to try to find some place to live and couldn't find the perfect place. So seven years later, we're still on the road. Mm -hmm. Right now we're in Atlanta, Georgia, which we use as our Mm -hmm. hub of operations, just like an Mm -hmm. airline does. We uh, fly on Delta and we stay in Marriott Mm -hmm. hotels and we rent Hertz cars. I got to rent a Tesla today oh my goodness that is one cool that was one cool car but so uh seven years and counting I don't know when we're going to ever settle down every time I ask Catherine to settle down she asks me why and I don't come up with a good reason so we keep going and uh, we have uh, kids grown adults uh, over the country, so we go visit them, and then we do races. Right now we're working on getting a half marathon in all 50 states. Congratulations to Catherine here, who last year was able to get A marathon done in all 50 states. Hooray, hooray, hooray. That is something else there. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I'm still seven states away. Never going to do it. (laughs) So we're concentrating on getting a half marathon in all 50 states right now. We just got state number 41 done. After we saw you all, we uh, stopped off in New Mexico on our way back to Atlanta, and we got another state done. So state number 41, and we probably will work on getting... Uh, the next nine plus DC uh, here this spring. So I have 68 marathons and Catherine has 83 marathons. Uh, I did this because she was running marathons and I wanted to get to know her better. So I said, hey, can you train me to run a marathon? And she said, yes, absolutely. Me thinking all I had to do was run one marathon and I'd be done. Everything would be fine. And 68 Parathons later, I'm still trying to impress her. There was a 50-miler in there somewhere. There was an Iron Man in there somewhere. So, yeah. Smooth yeah. move. Smooth move. <laughs> yeah. But back, back to the challenges.
0: You guys are living the life of rock stars.
2: And sometimes we treat it as such because we pull in here. They're a Renaissance gateway one tram stop away from the airport and we get off yeah. and we come in and everybody's smiling and asking us where we've been mm-hmm. and can we get in your suitcase on your next trip? And so yeah. we, they treat us really well here. So That's Amazing.
0: Fantastic. Although love conquers alls, we're extremely interested in leaning into whatever uh, whatever challenges come our way. But we all have challenges, mm-hmm. right? With, that, with everything. Yeah. And um, I was just wondering if you and Kat would share some of the challenges that you've been dealing with in terms of just this, you know, rotten disease that we are, that we all are familiar with if you want to, if you don't, you don't have to, but I think it's always helpful to, to hear what challenges are out there and then how you are circumventing them or, you know, kicking them to the curb or not.
2: Um, there are challenges, as you know, with this disease, with your mother and all. And the, the numbers are increasing with Alzheimer's. Uh, it turns out that women are more susceptible to early onset than men. It's more susceptible for minorities yeah. than it is for Caucasians. There's all sorts of things I've learned along the way about this disease. And what I decided to do was to incorporate a lot of the things that you can do to help yourself, mm-hmm. uh, first to try to push it off as long mm-hmm. as possible, or when you have the diagnosis, what you could do, uh-huh. which is staying active. Activity, running, biking, swimming, anything that you love to do, long walks, mm-hmm. is really good for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, making sure that you stay social. Uh, mm-hmm. A person with Alzheimer's has a tendency to want to withdraw as they have difficulty speaking and wow. things of this nature. So, as your partner, you want to get them out there and socialize, which was one of the things we did uh, quite extensively. And as we talked about earlier, you know, dropping in our city and just going out and, and uh, meeting up with someone that you know and having lunch with. We were mm-hmm. yeah. in Virginia, and we knew someone that was two hours away. So I drove an hour and they drove an hour and we met and yeah. we had a nice breakfast together. So that's there's awesome. things that you could do that, to, to try to stay social. Yeah. Um, we also love yeah. to walk around botanical yeah. gardens There's yeah. something about I nature that. That, that helps out uh, yeah. for folks with Alzheimer's mm-hmm. and staying mm-hmm. active, seeing new and exciting things. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons why we run mm-hmm. all over the world. So we can see the Eiffel Tower, the Great Wall of China, uh, visit places like Bhutan and Madagascar and play with the lemurs there. Those are all the the things that we try to do. And then lastly, make sure you get plenty of sleep. And by staying active, you can wear yourself out. So when it comes time for night, you can go ahead and get a good night's sleep because that helps the brain. Yeah. Uh, rejuvenate overnight. Yeah. So those are all the things that we put together. Uh, the other thing that we do is that we try to look for challenges outside of the disease and that mm-hmm. keeps us away from focusing in on the disease. Yeah. But mm-hmm. as you know, The disease creeps in on a daily basis and you do have your frustrations that that crop up. Mm -hmm. Right now for me, what I'm trying to deal with is trying to take care of myself. I'm reading a lot about that. There's a lot to to be said about how the caregiver needs to take time for themselves. Uh, I chose with her diagnosis to be all in. So mm-hmm. as, this is a team effort where 24 by 7, wherever she goes, I go, wherever I go, she goes, we're mm-hmm. always together. We wanted to, to try to tackle mm-hmm. this as a team effort, but at the same time, that does take a, a toll on me for making sure that I take care of myself. I enjoy mm-hmm. managing, I enjoy the planning part mm-hmm. of it, uh, but I, I'm, I'm now trying to struggle with what can I do more so to make sure that I take care of my mental health and physical health? Because I need to be there for her. I don't need something happening to me. Uh, As a matter of fact, I gave up alcohol just (laughs) for the fact that I could be there for her and -hmm. and make sure that I'm at my full cognitive basis uh, whenever things crop up and to stay healthy. So that's where we are.
1: I mean, sometimes, you know, the sacrifices that you make are actually, you know, healthier for you. You think, oh, that's a sacrifice. It's like, wait a minute, but it's making me healthier. It's making me, you know, so is it really a sacrifice? You know, so it's, uh, right. it, it's interesting that, and so your thoughts of basically, you could say, well, maybe it'd be better for somebody with Alzheimer's to be seeing the same thing all the time. And, you know, so they get used to it and they can remember that. but you feel that the stimulation the new things are really what you know are are really the benefit
2: yes uh i say that what we're doing is counterintuitive they always say that uh you should have a routine set up for the person with alzheimer's so that they you know have the same thing to eat they Mm -hmm. have the same bedtime they do things the, the same way and maybe later on that might be beneficial you know in the later stages but early on the early stages of Alzheimer's, your short-term memory is affected and not your long-term memory. So what we're trying to do is take as many events and things of that nature and move it into long-term memory so that when she becomes frustrated with something that might happen on her basis, that she can remember those things and bring her joy to her life so that she's not concentrating on what she couldn't remember to do uh, yesterday or the day before. Uh, the other thing is that it's also very stimulating for the brain. Uh, what I try to do is talk about stimulating the brain with brain games like Sudoku and crossword puzzles. Well, I'm moving her cheese every day. Every day she's waking up and trying to figure out where she is, and where we're we going, and what we're going to do today. And usually I try to have a day that is filled with joy, things that we look forward to. As a matter of fact, this podcast was one of the things that I use today to, for her to think about. I, I mentioned the fact that we're going to be talking to you two. Uh, She's sp- sparked right up and hooked right up and <laughs> ready to go to, to see you all. So, that was Well, fun.
0: ditto right back at you, Kat. I'm excited <laughs> to talk to you. Listen, nobody gets me up at 9 a.m. except for people I like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, i couldn't get her up at 90 <laughs> yeah
0: i was like i'll do it i'll do it i'll get up early i'll get up early but can i just say you look you look amazingly healthy and you look beautiful and um like you have a glow and whatever tony's doing is you're you're like a you're every you've got every woman's dream you have such a nice a great partner that is there with you. And obviously you're a great partner for him because you've inspired him to, uh, to achieve what he never thought he could. And, um, what a great, what a, what a great, a great, uh, poster you are for all of us and, um, and both of you in your own unique ways and cat especially you. I mean, I know having a mom who has Alzheimer's for a very long time and she's, she doesn't run marathons, I'll tell you that, but she, does, she is a, a rocket. She has always been a force and a, incredibly social, and um, she, would be, uh, she would be trying to steal Tony from you if she had that. <laughs> she'd say, oh, aren't you handsome? <laughs> and then on the same breath, she'd say, wow, are you gorgeous? Hello <laughs> to you, Kat, she's just, oh. she's just sweet. Yeah. But you know, I think that it gets frustrating. And um, when I get frustrated, when I can't remember something and it's frustrating and I, I admire that you're pushing through it because it's not easy. You, you're doing the best you can, you're doing the best anyone can. And, and it's, you should be so proud of of yourself. Because, no, you, you really should. I don't say that glibly. Like, you are, it's really incredible what you're doing. And it, it moves me so much. You're, you're a, a shining example. So I'm giving you a virtual kiss and a hug because you really are something special.
2: Well, that was another reason why I wanted to do a part two was I wanted to have Catherine here with me to do this. I've done it. Over a dozen podcasts, and I would be there, and she'd be off in the background or whatever. And I wanted to include her to give yeah, folks a, another look at what the disease is and what the disease isn't. So, yes, right. yes, you can see that she's
0: doing. Great how how well. do you feel? How do you feel, Kat? Are you feeling good? Yeah, I, I could. Yeah, I'm I good. Yeah, I, I feel good going in and running and, then, and um, staying out,
1: trying out. So. And, and I'll bet you'd rather see the Eiffel Tower and the Great Wall of China and all those things instead of just staring at the same picture on the wall every day, right? <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a true statement. And she gets I antsy. Mean, Oh my goodness, if I'm trying to do some work and she's like, okay, we got to go, we got to go. I'm not gonna just sit around this hotel room for another 15 minutes, get yourself together, get out of here. Girl, my
0: order. mom yeah. my mom was the same way. My mom yeah. when when she lived with me that that year when we had our caregiver Irlanda, my my mom was like, Let's go. My mom wanted to go and get out of the house. And Irlanda, God bless her, took, my mom saw every nook and cranny of LA every day. They were on a bus because Irlanda didn't drive. And there's my mom, you know, on a bus, on, on the city bus, to, going to anywhere, a museum, shopping, uh, anywhere there's people. My mom loved it, you know, right. and she wanted to be out and about. And um, she made friends with everybody in my loft community, out of a live loft workspace live you know where you live and work and it was like living in a studio and she made friends with everybody there and everybody knew her and it's i think you're so right that it's important to stay involved as much as you can and so what if you can't remember someone's name who cares i can't remember everyone's name right right
2: right that's not important at all
1: and, and I think this is important for, for those who, ha, who are caregiving to, you know, to somebody is stimulation is so important. I know that when, you know, Susie, you were finally able to take your mom and we went to a park for a picnic after mm-hmm. being in COVID for a year and a half, but in the same place. And the place she's in is beautiful and it's wonderful and all the people are loving. But this, there was, you know, no stimulation, no outside, nothing new. And I think bringing in something new all the time will, you know, not only, you know, whether you remember it or not, it brings your spirit. It, 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 you remember it in here, as we always say, you remember here instead of here, and that's okay. So that stimulation you're providing, if in any way, you know, for, for those who are caregiving right now, mm-hmm. you know, stimulate, do not just let them sit, because I think that's, that's going to accelerate it even more in the all long right. run. No, you're you're providing, you know, because, uh, you know, I don't know the science be- between, you know, dopamine and serotonin, all those things, but activity stimulates those, you know, right. the endorphins and everything, right. and that's, you know, so to be just sitting every day and not moving and not getting stimulation cannot be good for somebody with Alzheimer's. What or you're for doing anybody, John. Yeah, for anybody, <laughs> that's true, <laughs> like me. <laughs> yeah. So. To the book, you know, one thing I I noted with the book is the detail that you you have for things that happened, you know, 20 years ago, you know what you were eating, all these things. Did you journal?
2: Well, what happened was when I was doing the uh, getting ready for my operation, there was a gentleman that put together a website. And he was suggesting that everybody journal what they're going through, their feelings and. And your preparation for the operation. And you journal through the operation and you journal on your recovery. And once I started doing it, I just found it very therapeutic for me also to read others and find out what they went through. And I just continued writing. I wrote about my heart operation and then you hit the road. I started you know, writing there. I was writing to a blog. Right now I have a blog out which is Running with Cat. That's C-A-T. That's my pet name for Catherine, as you might have noticed. And uh, I just kept writing. And they also state that for caregivers with, uh, for folks with Alzheimer's, that journaling is really good there too. So I found it very beneficial for me to be writing down. So I would journal just about every day as to what's going on. And then when we come back from a trip, 30, 45-day trip, I would take all my writings and put it together and put it to the blog, and then um, last year, when we got stuck in St. Kitts, uh, when COVID hit, mm-hmm. I had some time, a month, we couldn't get off the island, so we went ahead, and uh, I started editing the book.
0: We've talked to a lot of um, caregivers who've written books, and, and by and large, everyone says it is the most therapeutic And um, and me and doing the film about my mom was at first I thought I thought it was going to be more difficult than it was to relive it, but in fact it's been it was the best thing I ever did creatively and personally, and um, so I think I think those are really valid points to, to make that, you know, writing your story, everyone's story is different. Even, you know, all, cause I remember saying just what the world needs another Alzheimer's movie, right? But everybody's story is different and everybody's story is going to touch other people in different ways. And, and you know, it's important to, for yourself as a caregiver, because you do need to take care of yourself to make sure that you have an outlet like that right right
2: yes and everybody has a story everybody <laughs> you, you have you, a you lot look, of you, them <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't look at a person and say oh i know exactly the what they're going through you have no idea
0: so. you have no idea because be, because the beauty of tel- storytelling is that the more detailed you get the more universal the more universally it's felt so it's those little it's the details and the and the the transparency that you provide in your book, which is so uh, powerful, and and you know, it just that it, it it's like that when you in any kind of story, whether it's a book or a film, if if there's no details and it's just you know generic, it's white noise.
2: Right. Yeah. Well, I also want to inspire others to look at life a little bit differently you know, everybody is up against some type of situation. This was not basically, it's our story about all signs, but as you say, it could be applied to anybody's story. Somebody's mm-hmm. going through a situation. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to inspire folks to look at life a little bit mm-hmm. differently and say, oh, okay, maybe we should think about this as opposed to, you know, what my doctor said in terms of just sitting around and watching TV or staring out the window.
0: The other thing is I
2: wanted to have something that uh, Catherine and I could share down the road. And uh, we take the story, we listen to it on the audiobook as we're traveling. And uh, she's laughing and giggling, remembering the, things <laughs> that we, the goofy things I had her do uh, along the way. And the, the predicaments I got us into and out of uh, as we tried to transverse it all over the world. We visited 71 different I mean 30, 81 different countries and visited all seven continents.
1: Did you learn anything about yourself or about each other after, through this process of writing the book or, or in retrospect listening to it?
2: Oh what I learned is there's a lot more that you can do than you think that you can do. You know They say that when you're running that uh, you still have 10%. So let's say you're at Mile, 20 and you say oh well you know I'm done well actually you still have 10% left left you can do so you can make it to mile 22 in that theory (laughs) but uh, there's a a lot more that you can you can accomplish than you think you can that's one of the things and then the other thing is that you you have to reflect on the fact that there's a uh, golden rule do unto others as you want them to do unto you and that keeps me centered and also focused on moving forward with this disease. And that's the fact that I know that if the tables were turned, Catherine would be right there by my side doing everything that I'm doing for her. So that so, keeps me going. Yeah.
0: yeah, you're 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 just a gem. You're a gem. You know, I I worked on a film called Soul Surfer, and it was about this uh, young girl who, Bethany Hamilton, who. Uh, was a a surfing champion who had her arm bitten off from a a shark and um, she was so such a well she's inspired so many people around the world young people and and older people but you know she was so resilient and so strong and most people are going to look at this story and go well she's just a soup. she's just you know super girl we can't you know I could never be like her and you know the truth is, is that, like you said, you always have 10% more. You don't have to compare yourself to Bethany or compare yourself to Tony and Kat because they happen to be running marathons. Whatever is your marathon, whatever is your thing, if it's, if it's dancing, if it's painting, if it's playing an instrument, if it's singing, if it's, you know, whatever whatever is your outlet, whatever keeps you stimulated, that's what you need to, to embrace and don't let it go. Hold on for dear life. Because yeah. I think I think, you know, some people might look at you guys and go, well, they're just incredible athletes. We can't compete with that. But you're not. Nobody's competing. This is mm-hmm. what Tony and, and Kat do. Right. right? right. And it's right. And, and like, you know, and I I take hip hop class. I've been doing it for 10 years. I I am a secret hip hop dancer that I wish I was like in every video. Like, I love it so much. I can't even tell you. And I don't expect other people, you know, I'm, I'm pretty damn good at it, but that's there are just videos. Me. out.
2: I've seen videos too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I post them because people, and people say they're inspirational because they go, wait, you weren't a dancer before. And I go, no, I mean, if you, unless you count cheerleading, I mean, but I was like, I'm going to conquer this because I love music and I love moving my body and i did and we we actually competed and we won in a competition wow. my crew and everything so you know but that that doesn't mean that you have to dance or you have to run and you know it's whatever you love right. do it on your passion
2: yeah. find your passion yeah. that's yeah.
1: what i And as you said yeah as you said before it's it's important for both the caregiver and the person they're caring for like if you you as the caregiver if you give up your passions or you give up everything just to caregive it's not good for either of you right. you have to still have a life in order to be mentally and physically healthy so you can caregive the best way you can and that's and do it without guilt and do it with you know just it's it's okay to take care of yourself it's okay for you to have fun it's okay for you to live life because if you don't, it's bad for, for both, you know, and sometimes it can be fatal for both. So, yeah,
0: yeah. what you're doing is
1: is so important. I also
0: think it's mod- what you're modeling too, is I remember when I did have to put my mom in assisted living and, um, you know, she was still, this was before she was in her the wheelchair. And um, I remember her going into a memory care unit and they were like doing a craft, like cutting out paper, you know, flowers. And my mom looked at me like, what are they nuts? Like I'm an adult. What are we doing? Preschool here. <laughs> right. And it was like, they, it, it, you know, they there's this like box that, that our society, that our system puts people in that have, you know, a cognitive impairment and that doesn't mean that you've suddenly lost your whole your whole wits about you right so you know there's this general sort of category that okay now this is what you do no what you guys are doing is is the right thing is to embrace what you love and to keep life as as normal as you can for as long as you can is there anything else that you want to share with us today that we didn't bring up tony or cat
2: yeah <laughs> Well, I, I just want to reiterate a point that you are making and what that I, I talk about all the time, which is just like you said, you know, you like hip hop dancing, we like running. We're not talking about going out here and trying to have everybody go to all seven continents or to run a marathon or to, you know, do some of the crazy things that we do in terms of being nomads. But what we're doing is we're asking folks to just kind of look at life, just like Don said, nobody's getting out of this except for him, alive. And and, we have to figure out a way to enjoy it, no matter what. And that's what we are trying to do. And that's what I try to do when I wrote the book, is to try to give people an alternative look at what it's like to have a debilitating disease I had open heart surgery, Uh, recovering from that and running a marathon three months after that is something that I set my mind towards. Every time that we run a race together, we always have a plan, which is to cross the finish line hand in hand, uh, to enjoy putting the mammals around us Mm -hmm. and enjoy the fact that we were able to accomplish something that we set forth. So for everybody out there, Find what you're mm-hmm. passionate about. Mm-hmm. Find something that the two of you can do together, that you enjoy mm-hmm. doing together. Okay. And whether it's going to a museum, it's going to botanical gardens, and whether it's going to join a hip hop class, <laughs> wherever it is, just go ahead and
1: seize the moment. Well, you are you are absolutely uh, living what you what you speak of, um, and you can hear or read about they're, what he's speaking would they, of. Would
0: and- you say that would you say they're they're running the talk?
1: <laughs> I, I would i would talk, say that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes <I> mean, <laughs> absolutely I
2: love this. and you can hear
1: and read all about that in running all over the world our race against early onset alzheimer's uh tony and cat and it's just been an absolute delight as it always is whenever we speak to you and uh you know we just we love the fact that we're able to watch you run that race together and cross that finish line hand in hand every day. Yep. And, I'm going to uh, cross uh, it
0: with you <laughs> once. I'm going to do it.
1: Well, you know, you got, to, you got to be careful now because
2: I was only going to do one. So uh-huh. you, know, you, you might get the bug. And, uh, you're, I, you're just yeah, you're I just might.
0: If I can fin- strap my computer around my neck while I'm running, I'd, I'd be <laughs> the happiest girl in the world. Well, <laughs> let's see now.
2: We'll figure something out around
0: yeah. that. <laughs> all right cat yeah, i think you'd be proud of me i i when i'm writing or editing i have a, a stationary bike that i have a desk hooked up to it so mm-hmm. i'm never i'm never i am multitasking while i'm like i can i will i'll cycle for like four hours at a time wow. or six hours yesterday i did was it yesterday i did six hours and it's like wow. i yeah, yeah. And I've never seen her. I've
1: never seen... This is the only time I see her off the bike. This is it.
2: (laughs) I mean, why... You yeah. do a podcast on the bike once, you know. Yeah. A, oh, yeah.
1: The
2: audience, a good, good look at that.
0: That'd be hilarious. Oh, yeah. I could show, yeah. And after a while, though, it's hard to talk because I'm like, you know, because when my when I because I, what I do is I like I'll do 30 minutes at a uh, level and then I'll go higher level, higher oh, okay. level, higher level, yeah. higher level. Yeah. So I could do it for the first 30 minutes because I do it. Wow. I start mm-hmm. like at a seven, eight. If, you know, for all you cyclists out there, yeah. but um, yeah. yeah, it's been it's been incredible. It all started during uh, COVID because I was we were quarantining, and I'm like, I have to exercise or I'm going to go cuckoo, right? right? Yeah. I needed to move my body, so that was the greatest thing that I found this desk online. Get it, you guys! If you're if you have a desk job, I highly recommend it because it's changed my life.
2: Absolutely, exercise and is is key. We got it is key.
0: Absolutely. move it or lose it thank you guys so much we love you kat oh, you are you. the best you tony you're even better but not even as best as her yeah. so <laughs> and um i i can't wait to see you guys again get the book yeah. it's such a fun listen if you don't if you're like me and you want to multitask the, the your um your narrator sounds like, like, uh, Obama. He's like the coolest dude ever. <laughs> yes, and, yes. uh, yeah. And he's awesome. You'll enjoy it. It's an easy, fun, great, great ride with these two wonderful people. So thank you. And Don, what do we always say?
1: <laughs> well, we always say, and they are the living embodiment of what we always say. And that is love is powerful. Love is contagious and love conquers alls. And, uh, we'll see you next time.
0: Bye, subscribe, like us, and share. (laughs) Absolutely. Bye.